0: And welcome to Practical Reliability. I'm your host, George Williams, CEO of Reliability X, and we are live at the 35th International Maintenance Conference here in Marco Island, Florida. My guest right now is Jonathan guyney He's the operations director for reliability and asset management for Jones Lang LaSalle. Welcome, Jonathan.
1: Thanks for having me, George.
0: Yeah, no worries, great, great man. Place it's this it's week. great to have you guys here and and Um, You know, JLL, Jones Lang LaSalle is, uh, for me, a company I've got a pretty close knit to in my past. uh, You you were certainly an IFM provider for one of the companies that I worked for. Walk me through, you know, you're strategically placed in the entire reliability and asset management side of things. Walk through what that looks like for JLL. Yeah, so maybe just starting off with JLL for people that don't know about it, right?
1: We're a commercial real estate organization uh, that provides Uh, a myriad of different um, services to our clients, whether it's property management, uh, it's through what we consider corporate solutions or now call work dynamics. Uh, that's where we're fitting into the organization, working with key strategic clients, really to uh, help deliver facility management solutions. So end to end, uh, you know, we'll cut the grass, we'll bring in food service, we'll, um, you know, we'll fix your chillers, we'll do everything in between. So, um, you know, our group is really focused in on um, how do we help clients strategize and, and drive asset value for the long term versus just that three to five year contract that we're there with them for. So really kind of helping them to change the way that they're thinking about their assets and the long-term solutions that they're providing.
0: Yeah. And you have a, I mean, with such a large client base, figuring out some central strategy and how to help all of those folks has to be a fair challenge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it really is. Right. So, um, you know, five, six, seven years ago, we we really got into a solution that we think is fairly scalable. Um, so being able to standardize on um, some real data governance kind of going into our system. So making sure that we understand good asset classifications, we understand uh, how we identify risk across the organization with a lot of different clients and, and business segments. And then ultimately, how do we get to a strategy, right? So um, for us, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people out there that are working, you know, the same way they had in in the 70s and 80s, all the way through the 21st century, you know, focused on OEM type equipment maintenance, you know, leveraging some of their best practices, but really not thinking about how do we cover our faults, how do we cover our risk, and how do we make sure we're driving the right bit of value for the asset, so... It's, uh, it's difficult. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So
0: for, for folks that may be uh, in the market for an IFM provider or somebody to take care of all their, you know, the whether it's uh, soup to nuts facilities management or just the maintenance side of things, you know, like... Your solution is really, we're going to be boots on the ground, we can can either manage everything or manage the tasks or, you know, how do they engage your organization and how do you derive what's best for each client?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, the the best thing to do to reach out is, um, you know, find somebody in contact within JLL if it's by reaching out to me and, and me putting you in contact with somebody around solutions development. Um, that's where it really starts, right? So understanding uh, what you're doing, what you're looking for, making sure that we provide that right bit of solution. So as we start talking to our clients, it's, it's really getting into that you know, understanding where are they today, what are their expectations, what do they need organizationally to support their business. Um, and then we get into solutions, we get into yellow pad sessions where we're actively working with the clients, um, all different stakeholders within their organization to really truly understand the needs. And then we figure out what that solution is, right? You know, we had um, a segment in our business called Facilities On Demand. So if you know if you wanted to just pick and choose a couple of different pieces, you could, um, or you could go into the full corporate solution, the integrated facility management piece where we do everything. So you know anywhere in between wherever you want to settle, uh, just focusing on, on outcomes and, and making sure we get to that right solution. And,
0: and that's gotta be a challenge too, right? I'm sure you have clients that say, hey, look, I just want you to do the work order. And then you've got clients that say, I don't even have a work order system, so you bring it with you. And then you've got clients that say, you know, I've already got strategy, and I've already done criticality, and I don't need you to do those things. And then you got clients who go, I don't even know what criticality analysis is, so you bring everything in, <laughs> and you have to manage all that different variation, right? Let alone whether it's union, non-union, execution, you know, all that stuff. What's more successful for a client that's saying, Well, I've done all this, I don't want your classifications, and so now they can't take advantage of your data standardization? across all of your clients, and there's lots of other potential advantages there. Baselining. What's best for you guys?
1: Yeah, so... um Coming from a reliability background, the best thing for us is is to go in and to take over everything and just do it the JLL way, right? You know, we, we get into a lot of conversations with a lot of clients that JLL came to you as a service provider because we have that end-to-end solution, but you're only taking the bit and the piece of it, right? And now you're trying to stitch together something that really doesn't work um, end-to-end and, and you're trying to still get that same amount of value and, and cost and savings. Um so it's it's difficult, right? Um you know, where we're in the reliability and asset management spectrum where we're most uh, productive is, is when we take over every bit of it, right? From, you know, out there, collection of the assets, making sure that we get the right data, the right knowledge going into the system. We're classifying the assets to a standard, like you said, across, you know, we've got, uh, our, our system of preference is a system called and You know, when we come to the table, that's what we bring. We manage over two million assets in Carigo today. Uh, we probably manage another two to three million outside of the system in, in client systems. So when we can, you know, leverage the power of d- good data governance and standardization in the systems, now we got uh, the ability to Benchmark against other portfolios, you know, inside outside of JLL, so a lot of power there. And then, you know, from there, it's let's go through the risk assessment. Let's make sure that we're we're identifying our risk, you know, consistently from from client to client all the way across our portfolio. Now we can see profiles, and then we can start talking about strategy. So, yeah, you know, we've got a model um, where we actually embed uh, a reliability engineer from my team onto an account. So they're not buried in the account. They're not out there getting lost in the shuffle and getting pulled into the day-to-day, they're out there to deploy that solution, to drive asset value, uh, to create the productive environment that we need um, on account. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's tough. You can imagine 250 different clients in the <laughs> U.S. alone and trying to manage the complexities of all these differences, And uh, but it's a lot of fun, though.
0: And then you got the client that tells you, look, I, I want you to do all the work, but uh, do it my way. And how's that usually go?
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's tough, right? You know, um, within IFM, and, and we've kind of done it to ourselves, um, we put together these um, SLAs and KPIs around the FM business that aren't really conducive to, to maintenance and maintenance repair activity. So, you know, we put a 30 day SLA on everything. Get the work done. Oh, so age of work order, right?
0: How ridiculous is that? I don't care how old the work order is. I care about how important it is to the customer, right? Exactly,
1: right? And and we've lost focus on on that and really track of that to the point where you know, we've we've induced uh, a measure that forces a poor behavior, right? Yeah, so, no doubt. So talk about culturally making that shift. It's it, now it's us going out there as we deploy this reliability solution. It's us having a conversation about how we get paid and the KPIs that we have in place that probably weren't the best for us to start with, right? So it's uh, a lot of challenging conversations. Y- you know, we talk about the cultural shift in an organization, but now you, you're not only changing the organization of JLL, how we work, but it's also how we present, how we sell to our clients, how we make sure that we set these up for good, sustainable solutions. You know, we we never want to be the service provider that's in there for one hitch and, and out, right? Three to five years is, is not what we're, we're after. We want a client, you know, that we can uh, not go back to market, you know, um, uh, real quick renewals that we can continue to drive that value for. So it's, a, yeah. you know, get into a place where strategically we're aligned on objectives and, and making sure that, you know, we've got a document in place that helps us to kind of guide us and, and, and do all these things that we need. Um, the clients that really participate, dig into that, you know, help us to create the SAMP specific for our installation in their facilities, uh, that's where we're most successful.
0: Yeah, and I think, y- you know, it's, it's an evolution, right? Even on your, on that side of the fence, initially, I mean, cause I've worked in an organization where we set a company up for failure. I mean, we literally set them up for failure and we celebrate it, right? Oh, this is great. We're saving tons of money. Meanwhile, we're having more failures. It's just not, it's actually not successful for either company, right? And I think now through generation two and generation three of, of I guess now you're probably on generation five of this, you start to refine what that typical engagement looks like and, and how to create an actual partnership and relationship with those clients versus the client trying to do it specifically for the end task of procurement saving a and, dollar.
1: And I guess that last point is, is the toughest point that we're up against, right? Uh, most of our contracts um, have some sort of uh, shared savings, you know, um, we're out there looking for short-term savings, Uh, where a program like this is really focused on the long-term potential value of those assets. So again, just shifting that narrative, making sure that you know, one, we can fulfill our contractual responsibilities, but how do we create that story around, hey, we can do this, we can do that, we can save you a little bit of cash right now, but the long-term knock-on effect is gonna be that, right? So now we need to prepare future capital expense, you need to start talking about renewal potentially early because we're limiting the work that we should be doing. You know a big part of how i think our team is successful today is is you know getting to a place where we can actually help to augment right so for us it's you know we get paid on what we do um, some contracts have additional scope and, and clauses in there if you know asset degradation continues to happen the work order uh, volume goes up now we're able to get a little reprieve right so how do we use that to a point where we can Shift, you know, from a, a planned preventative maintenance activity to something that's a little bit more condition-based and proactive, and then really drive um, asset av- or uh, technician availability to, you know, shift some of that work that they're doing. Right? Let's let's get over the the CBM piece. Let's figure out how to use uh, tool and technology to help augment, and then really focus in on driving, you know, uh, repair activities and, and you know additional work that we can take on without any additional. Uh, you know, funding, what, whatever it happens to be. So, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a neat game to play sometimes.
0: And it's a tough balance, right? Because yeah. it, you know, realistically, if I'm on this side of the fence, I'm going, well, why would they do that, right? Why not just keep doing it inefficiently and then fix the breakdown? And hey, maybe we'll even be the company that procures parts and we save money. So, what's in it for you? Yeah, I, I mean,
1: you know, we, um, we've. We've got to get into the 21st century, right? For us, it's it's how do we how do we help kind of shift and, and get into some of the stuff that we've been talking about this week, right? The the gi- digital transformation. Connected systems, uh, the digital ecostructure—that um, stuff's coming. And if we're not prepared for it, we're going to be way behind. We're going to continue to do what we're doing, um, but you know, for the client, um, you know, every every failure is a potential interruption, right? So it, there's an impact to the business, uh, depending on how great that impact is. You know, um, we 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 are held responsible. So um, for us, it's it's protecting you know our risk or helping to. Um, Mitigate our risk uh, relative to contractual responsibilities, you know. And again, it's at the end of the day, it's down to customer satisfaction, right? We're a, we're an IFM service provider. Um, if our clients aren't happy with our performance, we don't get paid, right? right or We right. don't get renewed. There's no so,
0: renew. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so for us, it's you know, we got to shift the narrative, and you know, we we talk about the aging workforce. We talk about you know um, people in the next five to ten years, um, you know, be really being at the core of of what we're going to need. Um, you know, all this stuff around digital transformation, all the vendors that are here this week talking about the different solutions, that's great, but we've got a huge people problem. Oh yeah. We need to figure that out quick.
0: So, so is JOL created like a spoken wheel approach? Are you guys uh, interacting with uh, community colleges or trade schools, yeah. or, you know, how's that going?
1: Yeah, so it's it's actually really going really well. Um, so we have a couple different programs that we run uh, internal to JLL. Uh, one's a VetNet program, so uh, we're out Love there it. actively seeking veterans. Um, we've got a. a bunch of individuals within our organization that are really outspoken in in the uh, armed forces community. Um, You know, we got people that have done, you know, uh, CBs and and facilities type work uh, within the armed forces. So those are great people to transfer, but even just a leadership piece, right? We always talk about, you know, reliability for uh, leadership for reliability, Uh, being able to come in and have that sort of uh, leadership capability to, you know, come in and learn a different system. It's just it's just blocks, right? We can we can change those out. So that's that's a big program that we do. Um, you know, actively out there. We've got a, a whole team dedicated to, to that bit of recruiting. Um, you know, on the, on the early entry side, apprenticeships and internships are a big focus for us too. So, uh, we have a a number of apprentice programs throughout the country. Uh, we run throughout the Northeast, uh, through the central and, and out West. Um, so I have a team of, uh, regional engineering managers that are really, uh, boots on the ground, um, helping to deploy and, and, and drive operational excellence. So those are the guys that are out there, you know, actively working with the local, um, uh, the locals, um, uh, you know, trade shops and, and union organizations in their areas to, to build those relationships and really create them. And then on the internship side, um, this is a little bit new for us, not for JLL, but more in the engineering space. You know, we never thought of having interns for a number of years and, and we really kind of lost touch of, you know, the lo- younger community coming out. We, we always focus on, people that have FM experience, right? People that have done this job before, or people that are coming up through the, the trade ranks and, and uh, promoting internally. Um, but we've got a super large focus now on on tech schools, trade schools, community colleges, um, where we have people that come out with some systems knowledge. Um, I actually came out of the maritime industry, so I'm a mass maritime grad. Um, we got Cal maritime grads that are here this week with us, um, you know, guys from Kings Point and Sudi Maritime. You think about critical environments, you think about electrical, mechanical skills, I mean, it's it, uh, ships a, or buildings a big ship on land, right? Doesn't move. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to propel it. You just got to keep the lights on and and, and the waste out. So, um, no, it's it, it's really cool to see. We're so we're starting to. Uh, we've got some uh, winter and uh, internships, starting here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, right after the first of the year, so we're gonna have a couple interns in that first session, and then um, got a big push for uh, for this summer. Um, we've we've got at least 10 committed in the engineering space, uh, just in the West region alone, so Central and in the East are gonna be picking up some more, so hopefully we got 20 or 30 engineering interns coming from these tech schools uh, this summer. A 10-week program, so the, the I think the coolest thing that we've done for that program though especially is um, it's, it's meant to be like a full immersion into IFN, to engineering services within JLL. Um, for us to actually uh, go through, we, we created a 10-week program. Uh, we're going to take the, the students are going to have their, their typical day-to-day uh, you know responsibilities for the account, but they're also going to be fully immersed into all the different business lines. So, you know, we've got a, a line that does facility condition assessments. We've got a mobile engineering arm. Uh, we've got our reliability group. So, within the reliability group, we're actually going to take them through the elements. We're going to take them through, um, you know, in depth all the the engineering solutions that we kind of built around the elements, and then hopefully get them certified at the end of the at the end of the ten weeks. So, not only did they have a good time, we hope. Uh, they actually learn something about engineering services, maybe where they want to be, and they come out with a couple of certifications.
0: I think that's fantastic. I mean, there's so much opportunity right now for folks to go through STEM programs, engineering, technical colleges, and come out and really have a leg up on the competition. And, and not only that, I mean, like, you know, the whole COVID thing and the silver tsunami and all that stuff, I mean, go, people are just gone. So the customer doesn't care. They just want you to fill the positions, right? And so. They're saying, well, it's not on me, it's on you. Fill it. I'm paying for it. And that's got to be a challenge. Just, you know, in addition to finding people, you've got to deal with that stress too, right?
1: Yeah. And, and you know, the silver tsunami thing, right? The the aging workforce. um, The one thing that I picked up this week more than ever... and you always think about it you think about all that tribal knowledge that these guys got you got to get that stuff in the system right I mean if, if you don't if you don't do it in the next five to ten years it's gone these guys walk out the door they're not coming back no doubt they're not coming back so uh, that's going to be a big focus for us you know again over the next five to ten years um, you know maybe even restructuring the way that we use Corrigo today making sure that we have the fields available making sure that all the attributes that these guys have in their head get into that paper so uh, that'll be really good but like you said uh, you know it's on us right so if we don't create a Pipeline. If we don't um, have a solution for filling these roles, if we're not out there, you know, like at IMC talking to people about filling these roles, it's 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 going to be on us. So, uh, yeah, customer service. Is, uh, <laughs> we got to have that that focus in mind.
0: All right. So now, talk to me about the challenges you have with uh, aging assets and customers, either inability or non-desire um, to appropriately replace them in the Life cycle of where they should be, right? I mean, obviously, some folks have 40-year-old assets that are phenomenal; they just run. Some people have 10-year-old assets that they allowed a leak to drip on before they ever brought you in, and the stuff's all rotted. Yeah. Um, what are the some of the challenges you have with? And it's probably and the reason I'm asking is because the listener still has to do the same thing, right? Whether you're doing the justification and here's how I deal with the customer. An internal person that may not have an IFM provider, they have the same challenges. How do I cost justify the capital strategy?
1: Yeah, so you got to monetize everything, right? Um, and, and you got to know what you have. Uh, so you can imagine 200 different clients walking in thousands of properties across the United States that we manage. Um, you know, not any one single client knows the entire suite of assets that they have or the condition that they're in. So. I think that's the most important part, right? you know. F- first thing, you got to make sure you have really good sound data and that you have a criteria that's applied consistently to understand criticality and risk. Once you do those two things, then you can start having the conversations about, you know, what does long-term asset renewal look like? You know, how much are you spending per year against your asset value? What do you, you know, how, how do you monetize, you know, a, a further degradation versus, you know, a, a quick improvement that gives you a little bit more longevity? So making sure that you can pull all that data together, you know all your equipment useful life, so you know the conditions and criticality, now you can start to kind of profile out what your, uh, your asset and renewal strategy looks like, prioritization and forecast, and then you can do some model simulation, right? So um, that's kind of where we are. Uh, we, we talk, you know, we have a, an arm uh, within engineering services that focus on facility condition assessments. So really being able to, uh, you know, take a systems-based approach, build out that asset condition uh, to the entire building, looking at the entire replacement value of that asset, and then, um, and then coming through, and again, you know, whether it's done with some simple uh, Excel spreadsheets and dashboards, if you're getting into Tableau, or maybe you're using a system like uh, VFA Facility, you know, just being able to look at that data and, and understand, right, if you do this, what's going to happen? You know, if I spend this money now, what do I get for asset value in return? So right. looking at, you know, how much deferred maintenance you got out there, using that facility condition index to really help you make some of those decisions. So,
0: Excellent, excellent. All right, so for folks that need to reach out, give me, JL, website or you know the easiest way for them to direct connect to somebody
1: yeah so um, uh, it's super simple it's www.jll.com um, you know uh, slash careers if you're, if you're looking for a job in, in FM or a reliability job um, but yeah check me out on LinkedIn I'm out there pretty active um, would love to talk to, to anybody that, that has some questions
0: awesome well thank you so much for being our guest today Jonathan it's been a really good conversation yeah no really appreciate the time Good Excellent. This Excellent. All right. So from the 35th International Maintenance Conference for John Guiney, I'm George Williams. Go make tomorrow better than today. The Certified Maintenance Manager Workshop is a groundbreaking course that will transition the way you think about asset management. This course is constructed of 18 modules aligned with the skills required to become a certified maintenance manager. You will leave this session with a clear understanding of how to align with operational expectations and attain the stability and control that is required to enable maintenance. This advanced workshop is designed for any team and or individual who is a stakeholder in the management of maintenance. This series of 18 sessions will alter our perspective on what it takes to manage maintenance and deliver the aim of our organization. The knowing of the CMM is aligned with Uptime Elements framework for asset management. For more information, including dates and locations, including virtual offerings, go to www.reliabilityweb.com events and click on the certified maintenance manager icon.